What the fuck is going on, everyone? I'm Val. And I'm Kayla. And this is 20 What Podcast. All right, everybody, that welcome back. That, that is it. it. That was it. We just did that. I don't know if you could tell, but that was our voice. Send that to the boys and have oh, that on Canary Divine. Oh, Divine. yeah, there we go. In the studio. Okay, this week, we're talking about how to be smarter than the marketer. The marketer. Yeah, so basically they want to take your money and we're here to teach you how to be smarter than the big guy. Yes, and we both have a little bit of insight because we do both have some marketing background. I work a lot on social media marketing and Val has before too. So we have a little bit of two cents to put into the dollar. Yeah, I paid a lot of attention on high school psychology class. Mm -hmm. So I know like three things. Um, yeah, and I I know about two and a half. Okay, perfect. So together we have like five, five brain cells. <laughs> Sweet. Brain That's all we need. That's all we need. This episode was actually inspired by my trip to the Verizon store. Um, I had to, my phone shit the bed on me, right? And I had to get a new phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the guy naturally was helping me. His name is Miles. He was being very kind. But... When it came around time for me to buy a new phone case and a screen protector, Ah. that's when I knew he was just using a sales technique. Oh, yes. Tell us about that. So this man was like, oh, for the phone case, they're 60, but I'll give you 50% off. Because, like, trying to play off, like, oh, because I know you're in a try. And I was like, oh, okay, so how much will it be today? And he was like, 30. I'm like, $60 for that phone case? And I was like, 30. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And then how much for the screen protector? And he was like, well, again, this is 60, but it's going to be 50% off. So I'm going to give it to you for, I'll sell it to you for 30. Or it was going to be like 55% off the next time. And then he was like, so I'll sell this to you for 30 And then you get a free one if it breaks because it's under warranty. You just bring it back and we'll change it for you. And then any time after that, it's going to be 50% off. And I go, okay, so it's really just going to be $30 every time I buy it. It's never truly actually 50% off because you're never actually going to charge me the full $60 for it. So in reality, you are just tricking me into buying, like it's not actually $60. He never was going to sell it to me for $60. But that's the thing about things like that is like you need a screen protector and you need a phone case. Yes, but I easily could have gone to five below and gotten Exactly. So it's like, what is he going to say to get you to buy that Well, he said he was like, you don't put a $5 case on a $1,000 phone. And then me being literally just already done with the situation. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, But in general, I was also like, I do have the money. I could spare him. And also I know he probably has a commission to reach and I'll help him reach his commission. But long story short, I knew what he was doing. Yeah. I told him that too. I was like, so basically if you're selling me it at 50% the next time, it's really always truly just going to be $30. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm on to you. I know what you're doing, but I'll still buy it anyway. That's kind of <laughs> funny. I, I want to talk about Bath and Body Works for a second. Yes. This kind of topples off of that because if you still pay for Bath and Body Works, if you pay full price for Bath and Body Works, you are a fool. Same with Airy. The thing that they do is like in this, they market up to $60, but that product is not worth 60 worth $60. So when they're marking it down to $30, they're not losing money on it. Unless no. like, I mean, obviously if people do buy it for $60, they're making a shit ton of money, but they mark up the prices. So when they do the sale prices, it looks like you're getting a better deal, but like you're not. In reality, you're getting it for the price 
price that they were going to sell it to you anyway. Like when something is like $55 plus free shipping, it originally probably was only going to be $50 and they decided to just keep the shipping price within the actual price because you feel yeah. like you're getting a deal when you get it's, free shipping. It's I do it funny too. funny you say that. But that's literally what they're doing. I actually wrote that down. So like I said, I'm, I'm a social media manager and I have a couple of clients that like kind of consult with me and like, oh, like what should I price this at or what should I do this at? And I'm like, you need to offer free shipping and just calculate the price of shipping into each product. So what this is going to make, what this is going to do, it's going to trick the consumer to think that like, oh, wow, because a $50 necklace with $10 shipping, hell no. A $60 necklace with free shipping, hell yeah. So what this is going to do, if you have shipping calculated into every single item, if you're buying one item, then yeah, the shipping's paid for. But then if you buy two items and three items, you start making more money because the shipping's calculated into each item, but they're all going into the same package. Yeah. So it's really just a trick. And I'm guilty of it. Oh, for sure. Guilty as charged. Now we're going to go into like the different appeals. Um, I would say that's like the sales appeal Mm -hmm. to marketing. Yes. Um, The first one I want to get into is a very obvious one. You've heard it probably your whole life. Sex sells, baby. Sex sells. It really does. uh -uh. And it's not even like just like towards a specific gender or like, you know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not attracted to women, but if I see a sexy woman, I'm going to be like, I want that because she's a sexy woman. So sex sells for the reason, the two reasons people either want to be with you or they want to be, be you. you. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. exactly. It, it works. So if you are seeing a sexy woman, men will be like, oh my God. Or like, uh, you'll see this often in cologne ads. There, it yes. will be a like literally naked woman next to a naked man. And they're telling you, if you smell like Aqua DGO men, you are going to get some Punani. And I promise you, George, <laughs> that is not the case. <laughs> that Aqua DGO is not going to get you that Punani. The second you walk into um, TGI Fridays, it's not going to make all the women flock to you. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm thinking now. <laughs> TGI Fridays. <laughs> That's where I just I imagined he would go. So I'm thinking, so because of the way these, okay, because, if you think about the smell of your partner specifically, so like mm. say I had a boyfriend and he, oh well. Um. <laughs> Don't get a boyfriend, ew, hot girl summer, Kayla. No, I'm not. Anyways, just- so say I had a boyfriend and he had a really nice cologne on that smelled mm. really good. I'm like, mm, like, why don't you come over here? Like, do I, am I conditioned to like think that because of these ads? Like, mm, you smell so sexy. I just no, want to rip no, your clothes I think off. That's, that is just a natural instinct. We as humans are attracted to smells. It's the pheromones. Um, like there were these two men at the bar yesterday and I kept walking by them and my manager was like, six feet out because I just kept sniffing. <laughs> so maybe this sex sells for they fragrances. They so good. I think yeah. they were gay, but they smelled phenomenal. <sighs> So maybe they're onto something though, because it's like if they're making these sexy scenes of all these fragrances, it's like, but at the same time, you're kind of onto something because when my partner smells good, like I'm more likely to like. Honestly, I would say besides touch, because touch is obviously going to be the most sensual of the senses. Yeah. um, I think that smell is probably the most. Like, one of the things that can really get you going. Yeah, I agree. For me, at least. Like, if a girl smells, like, delicious and yummy, I want to, like, yes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe they're on to something. They know that people think that, and they're taking it to the next Mm -hmm. level. Okay, so, I mean, hey. Hey, I see you, Aquadicio. 
I need to get new perfume, actually. What's your favorite perfume? I already know this. Cloud it's, by yeah. Ariana Grande. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I get that. complimented every time I wear it. Everyone's like, mm, you smell delicious. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. It's Cloud by Ariana Grande. <laughs> Let's move on to FOMO. FOMO. The fear of I've, missing out. I've experienced this one too many times. Yeah. Do you, you would say you're a big FOMO person? Like, if people are doing something fun and you see it, are you like, Wah. Not anymore. Well, yeah. I used to be, like, in college and high school, like, more, like, for going out and stuff. I feel like I'll feel, like, FOMO, like, oh, that's a really nice trip. I would love to do that. But before I get really bad FOMO, like, if I stayed in and then I saw my friends out, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when marketing companies want to give the consumer FOMO, they're going to make them feel like they need a certain product or experience in order to belong. And like like food and drink ads, like Diet Coke, especially uh-huh. they'll like show hip young adults enjoying a <laughs> product and ignoring the individual who chooses the less popular product. So like they're all choosing Diet Coke, the other person's choosing a Pepsi and they're like, you're a loser. Yeah, that's low-key kind of toxic. Yeah, like, no, seriously. But- It's also like when they say a cold medicine will be like eight out of 10 doctors recommend this product. Um, They're like trying to show the effectiveness, automobile Uh dealers. I don't know why it says that car dealers and phone dealers. um, They'll give sales and user statistics to rate why their product is more preferred. Like they're going to say this Toyota Camry has been rated like 75 stars by G Automotive. I don't know what they say, but you know what I mean? I feel like I have a really good example of this. It's just popped into my head. Do you remember a little thing called fire festival Mm -hmm. i feel like the marketing tactics that they used to market this whole fire festival was around the fear of missing out of fomo they were showing all of these like hot sexy models sex appeal i guess all these like really high-end models like these luxury villas like these awesome artists and like people would look at that and they're like i need to go to that like i will feel like shit if i don't go to that and they use fomo yeah. it worked billy mcfarland oh that guy is I I don't have any words to describe this man. I think that the idea of the FOMO approach for marketing is low-key kind of cultish. I feel like that's, like, a way to get people to join your cult. Like, oh, if you're not doing this and you're not a part of of this group, like, you're not cool enough. If you're not going to Coachella, you're not cool enough. Exactly. If you're not posting on this, you're not cool enough. Especially with events like that, because we'll go into this a little bit more about influencer marketing, but especially when you have, like, people who are these high-profile people, like, backing up these things and, like, wearing Fashion Nova or going to Coachella or, you know, living in L.A. or doing all these cool things – people will see this and they're like, well, wow, they're doing that. And like, I want to, I want to do that too. Like I have FOMO because I don't get to do that as well. So it's really, it's just the psychology of it all. Just like, you don't think about this upfront when you're watching these commercials or seeing, but it's like subtly in the back of your mind, you feel a little bit FOMO-ish. Yeah, exactly. And association is key. Mm -hmm. Like advertisers are going to frequently attempt to associate a product or service with a certain lifestyle value and like a certain type of person that's going to be featured like people a group of young people with perfect teeth it's going to be used to advertise toothpaste like oh you could have a great smile just like these young folks if you just use crisp wax strips um (laughs) an association can be made to work if you know they do it correctly yeah they will work with your subconscious mind i think you can see a lot of 
Well, we'll we'll get into it with the emotions. Let's move into emotions. Emotions. Okay. The three main E's. I learned this. I've seen this on TikTok. Like a lot of social media managers say this and just like a lot of articles when you're trying to run a business online and get the maximum outreach for your business. You need a tug at the three main E's which is entertainment, education, and emotion. So entertainment are going to be things like dancing videos or funny videos or embarrassing videos, things that obviously are going to entertain you. Education videos can be like beauty tutorials, like how to do this, X, Y, Z, things that you can learn from. And then emotion are things like, oh, wow, like that's like a, a puppy in the middle of the road that someone dumped. Like that makes me feel really sad, like thing, things like that. So yeah. if you as a content creator or as a business can create this content and tug at these three E's, then you can, that's just one step closer into grabbing the consumer's attention. And that's obviously not going to totally make them buy your product, but that's definitely going to grab their attention and be like, okay, I'm interested. Like, tell me more. <laughs> now I want to talk about how the beauty industry uses um, women's insecurities and makes them feel like they're not enough. So the beauty industry mm-hmm. is probably the biggest offender of using the emotional tactic. They are going for the insecurity of women. They are thriving off of women's insecurities, even if they they are going with the approach of you're beautiful as you are, but to enhance your small features, that's still t- like that's still marketing towards you. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make you feel good. That's feel good marketing. And it's like the, they yeah. don't actually give a shit about you. And at the end of the day, I feel like especially with the beauty community and all these beauty products, like I feel like we're not going to really see this change because no, there is that's so, literally what they profit off of. There's so many different products out there, so the co- competition is just so intense. Like all these beauty brands need to be one step ahead of each other. Like, okay, mm-hmm. like I need you to buy my face face care instead of their face exactly. care. So like, what am I going to do like to make that? It's all about money at the end of the day. Like it's all about money. And a lot of people are that get started to get suspicious of beauty companies, that's when I feel like they came out with this whole clean beauty trend. They were like, oh, well, we're just going to change the name of the game. Now everything's clean. You can trust us. This is clean. Newsflash, mm-hmm. clean is such a broad term. There is no actual, like, FDA concrete standards yep. to regulate what clean is. You so, can just, like, they, yeah. can, and they can say anything You can slap clean. clean on something. And I, I honestly, I, speaking generally, like, not just the beauty world, oh, anything. The world, the word clean, clean. It's just so like, let's just get rid of that. Like, unless we're talking about cleaning your floor or Mm -hmm. like cleaning your stove top like that, I have a clean house. That's clean. Yes. Your diet is not clean. No. Your beauty is not clean. I mean, like when you wash your face, you clean off your face. Yes. That's when you can use clean. But like, let's just stop using the word clean. Like what does clean even mean? No, I especially hate it when people say I'm eating clean. Like, oh, I can't, I can't eat that. It's not clean. Unless you're talking about dirty fucking strawberries that you just got from Shaw's that you haven't washed Mm -hmm. yet. Your food is clean. I I actually, I am eating clean. All my food is pretty, pretty clean. I don't, I don't wash your produce great yeah. you're eating clean i don't eat my food off the floor so yes i i do eat clean yes yeah. and so like can we please yeah i agree i <laughs> yeah. hate that but um when it comes to like clean beauty not all chemicals are bad for your face like seriously i know uh fragrance is something that i avoid in beauty products but natural fragrance isn't a thing like essential oils on your skin is still fragrance. Mm-hmm. It's even though they're natural and they're essential oils, it's still not good for your skin. There are natural ingredients that are just as bad, if not worse for your skin than chemical-based That's ones like so, yeah. like any sort of lemon scrub, you should not be Use putting that. citrus on your face. If you just like kind of dumb it down a little bit, 
the word natural also means nothing because you know what else is natural? Like you think when you think natural, you think of all these plants and stuff, but not everything that's natural is good, like poison ivy or poison oak. Like I'm not going to rub that all over my face. My dick. (laughs) I don't have a dick. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just because it says natural. Again, I don't think natural is really FDA approved or regulated or any. I don't think that word is really regulated either. So I think the only two things that are really are like vegan and cruelty free. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Which is still kind of a loose subject there. Yeah. Um, okay. This is one I'm really excited to talk about. This is something I learned in like high school psych class and I've always been kind of conscious of it. Mm-hmm. It's the appeal to luxury. Mm-hmm. And this is a really big marketing tactic that you can see in places like Nordstrom, Starbucks, and Whole Foods. Yes. Whole Foods is probably the best example of this. So they're, yes, their, their produce is fresher and more organic, but they're going to use... Whole Foods looks nice. It feels it luxurious. The ceilings are very, very high. Okay. It has a very open and clean, like almost industrial feel to make you feel like you belong there. Yes. You are comfortable there. You are a part of this big luxurious thing and you therefore can and should spend your money there. But it's also like, that's why you want to sit in a Starbucks and enjoy your coffee and do some work. You don't want to sit in a Dunkin' mm-hmm. Donuts is because they, as you can see, places that have this appeal to luxury have higher prices mm-hmm. because they know that the people coming in will pay for it. Exactly. And we'll get into it a little bit later, but like the psychology of color plays a huge role in this as well. But no, I agree. So like things like Starbucks, and Whole Foods and Nordstrom, like they're also all very expensive yes. stores. Like Whole Foods, like I said, their prices are redonkulous. Like I can, $50 in Whole Foods does not go as far as $50 in Trader Joe's would go. No. It's crazy. And like you can get the same things, but it's like double the price. It's because they've created this credibility around their brand where they know even though that they're more expensive than their competitors, people <laughs> will still choose Whole Foods over their kids. Stop. Did you just fart? Stop. No. It's just Whole Foods. <laughs> can, we, can we start a little grocery like bodega chain and call it Whole Foods? And Whole have Foods. It, have it be like all the Whole Foods, like, you know, um, Funyuns and uh, like chips, like all like the things that like a good hoe needs. A good hoe, so like condoms. Pineapples. Yes, all of the all the above. Okay, trademark Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're so right. And it's so to kind of go off of the appeal of luxury, I want to talk more about like luxury brands and I want to go into kind of influencer marketing along with that. So let's, let's break it down to influencer marketing. That is one of the best ways to grow your brand right now is influencer marketing. Like I said, I have a couple clients and I always tell them, I'm like, we need to get influencers involved because first of all, that's word of mouth. But what these influencers have done is they have spent time and they have created a community. They have created a sense of trust and credibility between them and their followers. And that's as, especially as an upcoming brand or even a well-established brand, that's what you need. So if you have these influencers who already have this community and you can tap into that and have them like wear your products, it starts to create a sense of credibility for your brand. So the more influencers who are wearing your brand, the more credibility your brand gets and the more credibility your brand gets, the more demand it gets. And then the more you can raise your prices. So I want to think like if things like Gucci and Chanel and Dior, like obviously like the Kardashians were all that, all the famous people, like I want to think like if all of these really high profile celebrities weren't wearing these brands, Uh, would they be as expensive as they are today? And would they be as successful as they are? Because 
what is so special about this Chanel bag versus, you know, this really cute bag that I found at TJ Maxx, it's like $30. Like maybe the quality and the material is definitely a little bit better, but at the same time, like what justifies you charging $1,500 for a purse? So it's like, it, is it that influencer credibility that has built your brand? I, I really think that that is the key to everything is like celebrity credibility. Take us into the psychology of color. Let's reel it back to the uh, tricking them. We want to make sure we tell them how to be smarter than us. Yeah, again, so like I said before, this is all about being subtle. Um, you're not, when you, when I'm saying these things, like you're not thinking when you see the Whole Foods logo, you're not thinking these things, you're subconsciously thinking them. It's not something that's like upfront, but basically, so I have worked with the psychology of color with a couple startups when like creating logos and stuff. And when you see different colors, it makes you think different things in your brain. Mm -hmm. So it plays into initial impression. People naturally, they'll make a subconscious judgment of a person, environment, or a product within just a few seconds or minutes. So color obviously has a big role in this. So I'm just going to like go over really briefly about all the different colors. Like there's a whole bunch of articles online if you want to read more deeply into this. But so red creates a sense of urgency. An example, sale. So anytime you see something's on sale, it's marked down in red. It's like, oh, gotta go get that. And it also encourages appetite. So we get things like McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, KFC, In-N-Out, and that's Wendy's. And those are just a few of many. Do you think that um, since Target is red, the sense of urgency is why the store is not always packed as Walmart? Because Walmart is blue. So mm -hmm. blue is like more chill. Mm -hmm. And it's like people are going to wander through Walmart more. But people, when you go to Target, they're not super packed. Like people are in and out. I would actually have to agree with you on that for Target. Because obviously there is other, uh, you know, a sense of urgency and like hunger and stuff. But I, I would have to agree that probably does have a big role in why it's not as packed all the time but also like I wonder the average check of a person from Target versus Walmart are probably gonna be a lot higher at Target mm -hmm. so it's just some food for thought yeah so then we have orange and yellow they kind of group these together they um, are both kind of cheerful and promote optimism but you have to be very careful when using these colors I didn't know this but yellow can make babies cry and orange can trigger a sense of caution but if you can use these correctly, the discomfort can be used to create a sense of anxiety that can attract impulsive buyers and window shoppers. So we have things like Best Buy, UPS, MasterCard, Fanta, like Home I'm, Depot. Home Depot. It's, it's definitely interesting. So now we have. I don't feel that comfortable in a Home Depot. I love Home Depot. <laughs> no, I know, but I don't feel comfortable in there. Yeah, because it's orange. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then so now we have green. So we have. Health, tranquility, power, and nature. So going back to Whole Foods and Starbucks and Tropicana, Land Rover, things like that. Like, it's just, you know, when I think of like... I think orange when I think of Tropicana. The logo's green. Huh. The juice is orange. orange. <laughs> <laughs> the juice is That's orange. probably why. Um, so now we have blue, which is peace, water, tranquility, reliability, unfortunately particularly men are more likely to respond to this color so we have things like ford facebook lowe's american express or b walmart things like that and now we have purple which is royalty wisdom and respect things like yahoo hallmark cadbury wonka things like that and black this is my favorite one so 
when I was designing a logo for independent collections, one of the clients that I have, I was wanting to put more black into it because it's more of like a streetwear whole platform. Long story, doesn't matter. But I wanted to do more black because it creates like some luxury, authority, power, stability, and confidence. So some of the logos that are black are Nike, Chanel, Gucci, Apple, Prada. Like, do you see a vibe here? Like, these are all very credible brands, very luxurious brands. Lots of money are spent into these brands. So it would make sense. Like, the black is like a sleek kind of look, you know? And then finally, we have white, which is cleanliness, purity, and safety. So we have Tesla, the North Face, Frocks. Frocks. <laughs> are you okay? Frocks. Uh, <laughs> Crocs, um, but obviously all of those are very kind of like earthy, crunchy like brands. So yes, I it just it's really interesting. I encourage you if you're interested in this topic to look up some articles about the psychology of color that will go way more into depth than I did about this. But just some food for thought. Okay, tell me about your marketing theory. Oh, okay. So I was I was like I guess. Sometimes I get really baked and think about this. So just hear me out. Obviously, people fuck up sometimes, celebrity or not. I fuck up, you fuck up, everybody fucks up. Everyone knows it. When celebrities fuck up, everybody knows it, and it's a headline on the news, right? So do you ever think that sometimes that these celebrity fuck-ups are planned as a marketing scheme? Yes. So, like, I'm not saying that every single scandal that has ever come out is a marketing scheme, but, like, because obviously there are some things that celebrities do or influencers that are just, like, inexcusable and, like, you, Mm -hmm. like, get out of here. Goodbye. So, like... I just feel like sometimes, so if like numbers are low, views are low, analytics are low, these celebrities and these influencers have these managers and it's their jobs to kind of come up with solutions to get those numbers back up again. So they're just like, you know what? We need a little bit of a scandal because, you know, all press is good press. Yes, like exactly. at the end of the day, analytics are just numbers. It doesn't matter what those numbers, like what people are saying, what they're doing. And one of the biggest things specifically right now on Instagram Likes do not matter on Instagram anymore. It's all about comments, saves, and sends. So think about this. Specifically, something really small and minor that we can talk about. When you spell something wrong, that's actually really good for the algorithm because people are more likely to call you out. So say some you posted a picture, you spell something wrong, you, there's some sort of scandal. Someone's going to comment and try and call you out on it. And Just then, use the wrong your. Yeah. You'll get at least 50 comments. Or then if you post a picture that might be a little bit like too much or whatever, and people are sending that picture and talking about you in your DMs, that is so good for the algorithm. It is so good for the algorithm. So... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go. One thing I want to talk about on this. So you can see this on TikTok a lot, and I want everyone to listen and be cautious. You see those fucking Republicans on TikTok that are saying controversial shit? They're doing that on purpose. Mm -hmm. You see that their their viewership is so high, but their likes are so low, and so are their follows, because everybody is looking at their shit. Mm -hmm. Everybody is... They're doing... They're literally getting you to do exactly what you want. They want you to comment and fight them. They want you to stitch their video because Mm -hmm. that is literally what they're going for. So So stop giving them the attention. Stop giving them the comments. Stop stitching their videos. Yeah, and so if it's something as small as like something being spelt wrong or something minor, like whatever, help a girl out with the algorithm. But when you see posts like this and you think about calling someone out, especially a celebrity or an influencer, think about, first of all, they're probably not going to see your comment and they're not going to give a fuck. And think about, you're just, 
giving them a bigger voice. Literally. Especially like uh, the person I think that comes to mind the most is Trisha Paytas. Yeah, she, literally, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She's been problematic since the start. She's been playing with us since the start. Like, why does this bitch still have a platform? Like, I she shouldn't. She I, said some fucking like terribly anti-Semitic shit. Yeah, she's just like so. She said she said every possible thing you could say wrong. Trisha has said it, and it's just disgusting because we keep giving these people a platform. So next time you see a celebrity or an influencer say something or do something that doesn't sit right with you, the best thing you can do is just ignore it. Scroll it. it. Say you're not interested. Block them for all I fucking care. But do not give them what they want. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you know who I think of when I think of this a lot? That you know what they say. The devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. Mm -hmm. I think that the Jordan Woods scandal was planned. Oh my God. That, yeah. I was, so no one's ever going to know besides that. No one's going to know. No one. I don't know if it was planned. Like, if so, like, that's so stupid. But I I agree that whole scandal just like didn't I feel like we don't know. We don't know. We don't know as much as like they're telling us what they want us to know. And I just I don't don't know. That whole scandal is really fishy to me. Yeah. There are so many things like um, when celebrities will date when a movie is coming out. Like I thought that that, um, Camilla Cabello and um, Shawn Mendes were fake for a long time, but I'm pretty sure they're still together. What about uh, um, Vanessa Hudgens and Zac Efron? Oh, that was definitely a press stunt for sure. Remember when Vanessa, when Zac Efron took pictures of Vanessa Hudgens and they got leaked? Naked? Do you remember that? Yeah. No. I was literally like 15 when that happened. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, another example I feel like just doesn't make any sense. Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner. Yeah, that was weird. How could you date someone with okay, the same Taylor name as Swift you? Taylor Swift and John Mayer. Creepy. John oh, Mayer. That, that was, was creepy. creepy. Were they in a movie together? Um, or a song? No. A song. No, actually, I think they were in Valentine's Day together. Was John Mayer in Valentine's Day? I don't know. No, but that was, that was way after. She was 19 and he was like 32. Oh, That's on. weird, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And like, especially in Hollywood when like she's like, she was young, like it just getting, like, I don't even, I don't know. Yeah, no, there's a lot of examples of this, and it's just, like, pay attention. Like, cause I know, like, if you guys listen to us, you're obviously on social media, so pay more attention to what these people are saying and how they're saying them. Pay attention to these people that they're dating or these people that they're interacting with. Just pay more attention, and you're going to see it. You're going to start seeing it. It's really crazy. So, so uh, you got to take influencers with a grain of salt, and you have to keep everybody in your life accountable. Like like, like with Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift's music. Mm-hmm. She is a performative activist. Mm-hmm. She, her activism is not intersectional from what from the surface level, what you can see. Can I love someone's music and like love them as an artist, but still remember that they're not exempt from criticism? Yeah, because I'm not a part of a fucking cult. Like, yeah, Like exactly. trumpets, like... We can have a president that we voted for and not want to lick his asshole. Exactly. I don't think I've ever wanted to lick anybody's asshole, but um, <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> but no, you're you're so right. We need to. It doesn't. I don't care how many followers you have or what position you're in. Like we're at the end of the day, we're all just a bag of skin and bones. We're just we're all the same. We're just a bag of skin and bones, and I'm we just a bag we of all skin need to be held accountable for our actions. Like, I agree. What, what, no, it doesn't matter. Like what? It's just we've created this hierarchy in the social media world of like these people are higher than these people are no we're just skin and bones literally just skin and bones you heard it here folks skin and bones yeah and some organs and shit yeah all right so in conclusion work smarter than the marketer
Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally, they they just want your money. And that's okay. We will we'll take your money, too. That's fine. <laughs> you can give us your money. But my you, Venmo. <laughs> yeah, like, um, um, so I think it's uh, Val Umbro. Okay. Anyway, um, my name is Val, and this has been uh, another episode of 21. What have we ever said that? My name is Kayla, and if you want to find me on Wait. Google... On LinkedIn. <laughs> Can we play a game of fuck, Mary kill really quick? Okay, go, go, go. Mm, okay. Oh, wait, really quick. Did you see Sedona has a girlfriend? Yeah, she's like, ha- she literally, literally is like. Literally is like a fourth of her size, but they're really cute. And I'm a little bit, like, I feel cheated on. But this is Sedona's head. And then literally, this is girl. Oh, my God, but it's so cute. I'm happy for them. I feel like the internet is just like an uproar because we're like, well, you had a girlfriend this whole time. Like, oh you let us all on collectively as a society. It's fine. Well, that's how she got her following. It she is. marketed it. She was it. smart. Yeah. Yeah, there she goes. She yeah, she used her platform for good. But honestly, like congratulations. She got her following, and then she's like, you know what? Ha ha, bitches. Only a little bit jealous. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But you know, you gotta take everything with a grain of salt. I literally don't even know this girl, and she's like twenty years old. So I can't (laughs) believe she's twenty. She's just so like. I feel like she walked in the room. Literally. Oh my gosh, there was this girl. Wait, she'll never listen to this podcast. There was this girl in my yurt at work the other night, Uh, and she was definitely. Uh, like a woman loving woman like, okay. I, okay I don't know for sure but you know her nails looked good she didn't have any makeup on but I mean that doesn't say shit I'm gay and I wear makeup but um she had a flannel on and a vest and she had red hair I think her name was Liz she was very tall and she was with like four of her friends all of her friends took green tea shots and she was like nah I'm gonna take a Jameson shot and I was like nah I'm gonna love you forever take like a <laughs> shot of your titties yeah. oh my goodness no no I gotta respect her but um no like she was like sitting with her legs kind of like spread open and like she would like I'd come in, in there I'd come in and she would like run her hands through her hair and at one point I was in there and she like stood up and and like adjusted something. And I knew she was just trying to show me how tall she was. I, I maybe, <laughs> maybe it's literally just all in my head, but like here I am like, oh my God, no, she's she's trying to like do the mating call of the gay. Like she's giving me, <laughs> trying Wait, to give me the all mating, the signals. What's the mating like, call? Like she had her legs open, right? And she, oh, hold on. I have to take my headphones off. She had her legs open, right? And she moves her, her hands through her hair and then she gets up out of her chair and she shows me her big, Big. Her big, her long, big legs. long legs and her long red hair. Uh-huh. Um, yes. So, Liz, if, if you ever listen to this, um, call me, baby. Call my friend. No, okay, actually, <laughs> let me do that again because I don't want to see it. <laughs> this is all. This is what this you get. This could all be this yours is, for the is... price of nineteen ninety five plus, plus shipping and handling. <laughs> actually, we can make it twenty five. We'll just make the shipping included. <laughs> you got you. We got you. All right. Um. Yeah. Where can you actually find us on social? You needs? can find. <laughs> <laughs> On social means, you can find us at Twenty Watt Pod on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, but not, not Facebook. Facebook. And you can find me at Kayla Nicole X One Six on TikTok and Instagram. And you can find me at Valleys Veggies on Instagram and Wumbro on TikTok. That's Umbro with the W. Also, don't forget that we have a cannabis podcast at Cannery Defined on Instagram and the social means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 
those are all of our social meds. If you don't want to follow us on our social meds, you can find us at our email at 20whatpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go on our website at 20whatpod.com. And this is Kayla's thumb, which she is going to shove up her butt after this episode. As always, I'm Val. And I'm Kayla. And, and we, we will see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Oh, now who wants to suck my pussy? Who wants to suck my titties? <laughs> <laughs>